What's up, everybody? Episode 13 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your host, Ryan. And Nate. We want to give a huge shout out to everybody listening, uh, watching the videos. Anybody that's new, by the way, welcome to episode 13. You're only 13 episodes late. 13 episodes late. It's fine. It's okay. You could forgive it. You could definitely binge watch the rest. It is binge listen. Cuddle. It's cuddling season. It's it's cuffing season. Yo, you and your girl. Make sure you watch all the previously previous 12 episodes. Get in there. You know. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just playing. Anyways, <laughs> um, on that note. Um, but we definitely want to give a huge shout out to to all the listeners. We just hit about a I think thousand, thousand total uh, plays, which I mean doesn't sound like a lot. Now I think this yeah. morning I checked and it was a lot. It was more. So. I think we were at, we were at like almost a thousand and one hundred the other day when you when you told me, and I was like, that was like the 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 the, the small goal. Yeah. I was like, I want to get to at least a thousand because a thousand is that and is is an actual reputable number, I think. Um, but it's still like not really that much. Oh hell no! Like hey, listens, so you 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 made a mix, right? Yeah. And you uploaded on SoundCloud. How many yeah. listens do you have on that? Um, I don't know, a few. Like, like tens like of thousands, tens of thousands, like exactly. thirty thousand, fifty thousand. That's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. a thousand for like thirteen tracks isn't a lot. Yeah. But for what it is and what we made and the things we talk about and the sort of like effortless sort of communication that we have is it's like it's cool to see a thousand. Yeah. It, so shout out to you important. guys. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, we appreciate it. All the comments, um, all the messages, all the likes, all the subscriptions. We appreciate all that. Yeah. So thank you guys. We're loving the process. We put together these episodes and in audio. We do it all by ourselves. So it's really cool to see, you know, people support, you know, the culture. So Definitely huge shout out to you guys. Um, this episode, we're gonna be we're, we're gonna be listening to to a little bit of what you guys have been saying in terms of we want to hear about individual brands, right? So we definitely talk a lot about Supreme. More Maybe almost, than I think we should. I and it and it's hard because they are the sort of pinnacle of streetwear. They're doing the at best the moment. In streetwear at the moment, of yeah. course. And we're gonna t- l- uh, talk about a little bit of that about the sort of transition into you know the early king of streetwear which was Stussy which is going to be the 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 topic of today's discussion but yeah I mean sometimes it's hard to get away from you know a supreme sometimes just because I mean they're the most relevant right now yeah and they're the most popular right now and so. every little thing they do is is magnified and in news articles and stories are always documenting what they're doing so it makes sense for us to talk about it but to steer away from that conversation and sort of dive into something that, you know, is something that's kind of new for us in terms of the, the research aspect of it, um, is covering a streetwear brand that was once, you know, well-renowned, probably the more the most influential and important streetwear brand ever um, in, you know, yeah, in clothing brands in general, yeah. you know. Um, it's where a lot of your favorite you know, shop owners and streetwear designers and clothing brand owners came from. Yeah. And let's talk about that for a little bit. Who who started out at Stussy? So we're going to be talking about Stussy, if you didn't know already. We've probably mentioned it like four times. But um, so Stussy, uh, uh, let's see. Who came from Stussy? I know name-wise, Eddie Cruz. Who started, oops, who founded Undefeated. 
Let's see. I have I have, uh, I have, I have another one here. James Jebbia, founder yeah. of Supreme. That's a big one. Founder of Union as well. Which oh, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. Not Union. Know. yeah, yeah. That's crazy um, because they have a, a, a huge foot. And they go kind of under the radar yeah. in terms of their sort of impact in streetwear. Um, and then, fuck, man. I think, I think that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, you get like some of the, the, the key, and, and it's this one guy. Oh, uh, Keith, uh, yeah, Keith Huffnagel. Yeah. 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 Uh, team writer for Stussy in the early years. Yep. Um, and that's, that's a huge one. In Started itself, his own brand, you know? Huff, in case you guys may or may not have heard of that. Yeah. Keith Huffnagel, of course. Yeah. He's definitely, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know, that is the, uh, the, the owner of Huff. Um, but yeah, you can kind of see, and we'll get into the sort of prelude in, in history of Stussy, but just on, on sort of a, a very top level scope of things is just off of those names alone, a lot of the the heavyweights in streetwear today sort of gain their influences from the creator himself. Yeah. And know? I think looking at these other brands, you can definitely see an influence um, in terms of like where they draw their inspiration from, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like whenever I see some stuff from Huff or maybe some uh, some Supreme, you know, you can almost see like a direct connection to their time working at yeah. uh, Stussy. So yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things we're going to cover is how sort of influences uh, are. It's kind of general in terms of sort of the influences in streetwear. You know, you have the the hip hop. You yep. have skateboarding. You have you know just surfing surf which culture was like huge for Stussy. so yeah let, let, let's let's just dive into that now so um sean Stussy is his name um early 80s sort of surfer culture lords of dogtown all that shit you know you know the story if you're not familiar with it already just that whole sort of venice santa monica area being very huge in in, in surf culture and in the birth of skateboarding, essentially. Yeah, ex exactly. And the thing about surfing is that when there weren't any swells, mm -hmm. that people would go and skate. Yeah. So the two went kind of hand in hand. You yeah. Know? And why you're basically, as a lot of people call it, surfing on concrete. So um, that sort of style and, and individualism sort of transferred from the water to the pavement. And when you get somebody like like a, a Sean Stussy, who at the time was a surfboard shaper for, I don't know the company off the top of my head, but just know that he he shaped surfboards and was probably one of the most well-known uh, surfboard shapers at the time, sort of had his own, um, his own little, I would call it like a personal brand, yeah. essentially, right? Yeah. So you see a certain shape shaped by Sean and you just say like, oh, that's a that's a Stussy shape. So yeah. you already sort of garner that that following, that sort of brand mentality before you even have a brand. Yeah, and I mean, the whole reason why he started doing apparel is because he wanted something to accompany his boards. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to do something else, um, something else that he could add on in yeah. addition to like his surfboards or whatever he was doing at the time. You know, and to skateboarders and surfers at, at that time, a business card didn't mean shit. Like, you know, like the, it wasn't they would crumble that, it up. And they, throw yeah, it away. you wouldn't think twice about having a business card. So, I mean, what's the second best? So it's something that you can put on your back. So why not make a T-shirt? You know, if you're a surfer and you're shaping, you're probably creating, you know, these great these these great vinyls and designs and stickers in itself. 
So that process kind of goes hand in hand with screen printing on a T-shirt, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And it, it, it's, it's just it's consistent with with why the T-shirt was the next step into it. Um, and mind you, Sean Stussy no longer is with Stussy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot what year, but it's been like quite a few years, Definitely. maybe even like decades since he was actually with uh, Stussy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there so everybody knows that, you know, yeah, Stussy just, isn't just, necessarily. Just to inform you guys of, of our sort of where we're going with this. And that's, a, that's another thing. I don't think he himself knew that Stussy was going to evolve into this huge, like, yeah. pop cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone knew at the time that no it was going to be this big. No you know? way. You got to think, and this just, as a side note, you think about anybody that's ever created something that they personally loved yeah. and watch it become something that almost, not not necessarily overnight, but over a short amount of time becomes such a, a large success that it's almost scary. Yeah. You know, like, holy shit, these people are freaking out about my little screen print that I thought of in my garage and, yeah. and I'm making millions of dollars of over it. I got to take a step back. You no, know? yeah, it's definitely overwhelming. Like, the amount of stress I think that goes into that is just yeah. crazy. Like, yeah, especially sure if it's tied to your name or yeah. like tied to something that you that you did, you wanted to create and thought that other people would, and not even necessarily he didn't do it just because he thought other people would like it. He did it because it was a way to self promote himself. Yeah, and provide you know another piece of of collateral to go with this is surfboards like, and that always makes me think about Nigo when it comes to Bape, you know like. He, he left at a time where I would almost say it was the peak. Like, you, you should, he, people question why, the reasons why he left. Yeah. And it's like, you left at like, what, 2000 and, maybe after 2010, maybe around yeah. there actually, when they were still booming, you know what I mean? So do you think it has to do with people like them, like Nigo or Sean Stussy, not necessarily liking the direction that the brand is going in terms of like it blowing up and kind of evolving into something else or do you think it's that they just kind of had to take a step back because they wanted to focus on other things because like their brands were already established you yeah know what I'm saying? i think that that second point you just made i think that applies to nego very well mm-hmm. in terms of you know this has already sort of expanded into something that that is exactly where i wanted it to be I'm sure like I have, we have enough designs and enough creative direction to, to manage this thing forever, you know, and, and I can take a step back and work on something that, you know, I love, like, it, which is the human made human stuff. Made, yeah. And if you look at it, it's very like, it's very tidy. It's very workwear oriented, mm-hmm. very like business casual. Yeah. And it just shows the progression of, of a person's life, you know, like you, when you're younger and like you flex with the Ferraris and the Lambos and the, and the, fucking platinum chains and all that shit like what's next you grow up and you don't wear that shit yeah anymore. i think it, he was just at that point maybe i mean this is all speculation like we're yeah. all just saying what we think but um i think that he kind of grew out of that phase you know like he kind of matured and he realized that okay maybe it's time to put my focus on something else exactly because maybe he didn't really have he didn't really resonate with that brand anymore no that but. that's actually a really good point and you, it just kind of plays into to the stuff that we talked about like when we were kids in 2006 2007 wearing 
baggy clothes and cargo shorts. We thought mm. that this was something that we would wear forever. Yeah. But now we don't. Now and it's what like if we started a brand based off how we were feeling in 2007? We probably wouldn't be too into it right now. Yeah. And I mean, going back to Sean Stussy, like, what do you think? I think he was the, the other point that you made. I think it was a he believed in something so much. And, and you got to think about if you've ever watched Dogtown and Z-Boys, those guys are gnarly. Like, yeah. they, they are like, fuck everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. if you aren't me or you don't like the things that i'm into then don't even come around me yeah so this guy like which essentially is the attitude that streetwear had at the very beginning which is why he's one of the the you know the the cultural innovators and pioneers of streetwear it it sort of spawned from this you know fuck everybody else i'm gonna make what i like i'm gonna do my own thing but then once it turned into and sort of magnified into the scale of Holy shit! Like people that I don't even like wearing my stuff is wearing my stuff, like the the celebrities, like the mm-hmm. same way that Thrasher is being kind of thrown out, yeah. thrown around, and sort of hung to dry. Essentially, he's probably just like, no, fuck this, man! Like this turned into something that I would have never expected it to turn into. Yeah, and you know I don't care anymore. It's almost like he's disassociate disassociating himself with the brand. Yeah, because of. Of, of what it's turned into. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that maybe he realized that this brand is no longer what it meant to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it no longer has that meaning for me. Uh, because at the very beginning, like, streetwear was always for outcasts. It was always for people who lived, in, on, like, like, on the fringes of society. Like, surfers, skaters, people who didn't necessarily fit in. So I think uh, after Stussy became kind of mainstream, I think that's when he kind of realized that, hey, maybe I don't really like the direction that this brand is going, so I'm going to, you know. Yeah, and that, like like we just said, like if you were to form a brand based off of how you were thinking when you were 13 and now you're, you know, 35, 40 years old, you don't associate with anything that you thought of when you were 13 unless you truly loved it. And, and when we were kids, we we fed off of trends so that's not something that we still sort of live by to this day so i mean it makes sense to to see disassociation with the brand that you had started when you were younger yeah so um moving on to like why why do you think stussy has been such a streetwear staple even without sean stussy at its helm i think it's it when you're when you're a pioneer of something, mm-hmm. and I think regardless if if you you don't meet the sort of standards that people expected of you at a certain point, so say like in the early years or like late '80s, early '90s to mid 2000s, when and that's a long period of time yeah. when Stussy was hot and their flagship stores were all over the place, and and it was really one of the only streetwear brands. Nobody sort of expected anything of it you know yeah. everything they put out was considered different and new because there was nothing they didn't ever set a precedent you know there was no streetwear precedent before them yeah so, so they were essentially like you said the originators mm-hmm. of streetwear yeah so therefore like the way that i look at it is that okay there's like levi's yeah they didn't i know they didn't invent the like denim jeans but like they were the ones who produced them like on a big enough scale to where yeah. they became popular. Yeah. So in Almost. that sense, like they'll always be timeless. So do you think the same case is true for Stussy that they originated streetwear? So 
like they they will always be seen. They almost as are timeless they, and held oh, in yeah, regard. Yeah, they almost are grandfathered into the streetwear game. So they can put out mediocre shit. They can, you know, hop on any wave. But yeah. we're still gonna be like, it's fine. You know, it's juicy. Like they yeah. they invented this shit. We like, shrug our shoulders to yeah. the type of stuff they put out nowadays. And even though it's widely sold in Urban Outfitters, like we just saw today when we visited there. I don't shop just, there, by the way. I don't buy anything from there. I do personally, but if anything, like if we see Stussy being sold at an Urban Outfitters, it's not like a man, Stussy sold the fuck out. Like I'm not wearing Stussy ever again. It's just like a, that's eh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's the same. It's, it's actually, it's complete opposite when we look at a brand like, like a, like a hundred or diamond supply, you know? Yeah. Because they, they were like the, not even the step kids, but the, the great, great grandkids to like a Stussy. You know, they learn from the creators that came from Stussy. Yeah. So if anything, we look at those second second or third tier brands as like, if they sell out, fuck them. We don't like them anymore. Yeah, we don't hold, we don't hold them in the same high regard that we do as Stussy because yeah. essentially they're not, you know, the pioneers of streetwear, mm-hmm. you know. And a good example was like, look, look at something like a Hershey's. Yeah. Right? They don't do anything drastically different at all. Yeah. Right? We can have every type of Reese's, every type of chocolate, every sort of gimmick there is, right? And we can eat it for every so long. But when it comes to making a fucking s'mores, we always come to Hershey's. Like, of all the chocolate, you know what I mean? And we don't, it doesn't change. It doesn't do anything. They're like, they're always the same, you know? No matter where, what article clothing they put out, no matter what season, we always we're okay with it and it never changes you know what i mean i don't that was a really random analogy no i mean like it just kind of says, says timeless yeah. basically like they they have a a sort of like i said grandfathered into the streetwear game and it, and it makes a lot of sense they're like they're like coca-cola like they're an integral part of American like pop culture like streetwear DNA. You're telling me that the Hershey's reference is different from the Coca-Cola reference? No, I said it was a good analogy. I'm just saying like <laughs> that was a really it. random one to make. You yeah. pulled that one way out of left field. But anyways, um, yeah, I agree with that. I think that since Stussy is one of the big originators of what we call streetwear today, definitely. Um, I think that's why they're so timeless. You know? Yeah. Um, like I was saying earlier, you know, like a Levi's or whatever, like who. Like the Jordan one, like the first Jordan, yeah. always a classic. Definitely. Because it was the first one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think in that sense, Stussy has, uh, you know, continued its longevity. And I also think it has to do with their um, their ability to adapt and change and grow with the times. Yeah. As well as stay no, that's very a, true to themselves. That's a very good know? point. Like, in, and if we look at the different sort of eras that that Stussy sort of inhabited itself within you have the the 80s the 90s and 2000s Mm -hmm. all three completely different you know eras in itself you know so when you look at the 80s and you I mean if you just look at New York in the 80s it's just like graffiti and like a lot of culture even in the 90s just a lot of culture you can see that within you know how Stussy sort of moved within that area you see the um 
The most popular probably Stussy item there is is the Stussy Tribe International jackets, right? The Letterman jackets. Yeah, or at least like the most coveted ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that anytime they ever come out, they always sell out. They're always super popular. And people just, they're just extremely into it because that almost, that's almost like the, the way that Supreme has the box logo t-shirt, mm-hmm. that Letterman jacket is almost like what the brand stands for. Yeah, it's for. like quintessential, mm-hmm. like Stussy. Yeah. And that's another thing too. I think they're so, so successful because they pioneered the art of like doing exclusive shit. Yeah, you know? they did. Like, they did. They pioneered what all other brands are doing these days with an, like, an exclusive drop that not everybody's going to get their hands on. Yep. So, therefore, people are going to want it. Yeah. You know? And they were also the first brand to really do the collaboration. And I don't mean, like, first, like, company to do a collaboration. I mean, like, first streetwear brand to do collaborations with, you know, major companies, right? So, like, early 90s and, like, early 2000s, you see every Stussy collab with Nike, you know? Oh, yeah, dude, like always. Every so type of many. shoe. You can't SB count. Dunks, yeah. fucking um, uh, Blazers, um, Air, like, everything. Air Max. Yeah, like, even, know? like, trail shoes. I remember they did... Um, you know the shoe, the trainer renders? Yeah. Uh, my brother oh, has a Stussy yeah. pair of those. They're yeah. like black and volt, and I think like 3M too. And it's like a gradient volt. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah, yeah. they were doing trainer renders when they when they were like super under the radar. Like, th- it's something about them knowing what's going on and and sort of like like I said, because they are grandfathered into this thing and because they are the pioneers, they think that they can bring you know, anything from left field and be like, look, like it doesn't matter if it's cool or if it's currently in trend. You know, we're, we've been in this game. We know what we like and people yeah. are going to fuck with it if they fuck with us. And yeah. And I think that's another reason why they're so um, timeless, even in, even in 2017 is because they've had like so much tenure in this game. You know oh, what yeah, I'm saying? Definitely. Like there's no doubt in anybody's mind that Stussy is, if not the greatest streetwear brand of all time. Yeah. Um, I mean, even was it ben? Bob, Bobby Hundreds? Bobby Hundreds even, even quoted yeah. that as as the the greatest streetwear brand of all time, and I I definitely think so. And I think it's a good brand to sort of start off with in this like as we go along with these episodes and, and trying to cover each you know streetwear brand that's ever meant anything to anybody mm-hmm. and sort of the the history of that brand to where it is now i'd say this is a good one to start with because it really did pioneer what some of your and my you know streetwear influences sort of got their influences from yeah in, in terms of design um release process you know yeah. making limited shit like you spoke to um, and I think that's that, that's the great sort of brand to start with. And I think another thing why it's so popular and, and it's so successful is because it does a really good job of bridging the gaps between different subcultures. Ooh. So we were talking about like reggae, hip hop, mm-hmm. skating, surfing, yeah. like all of these might seem unrelated, but through streetwear, I think that's it's, like it's a all big, the same. yeah, it makes all of them stick together. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another reason why they're because so successful. That, because, like, like to your point, think about all the different niche groups that come and gravitate towards that, right? Mm-hmm. So some of the more po- most popular, if if you've ever looked at like a collection from from Susie, is you see the the sort of it would it'd be like an expanded stick figure holding a surfboard. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's that. There's the 
the Rasta Lion. Yeah. That's another popular one. And then there's always like the the skateboarder on, on the skateboard like graphic. Like mm-hmm. and, and and then all the other like collage type graphics always sort of mimic, you know, the cultures that Stussy sort of lives in in terms of their stores yeah. and, and, the, and the cities that sort of represent them well. And it's something that you see a lot in their graphics. Yeah, and I mean that plays into them appealing to a multitude of uh, subcultures, niche groups, yeah. like like we were saying, like maybe like it's the hip hop heads or mm-hmm. like the b boys or people who are into reggae or surfers, things like that. I think that's why they're so successful is because they're able to appeal to not just one specific type of group, but almost like everybody, you know. Oh yeah, like definitely. in some way, I feel like you can relate to Ace Juicy piece out there. Like there's Ace Juicy piece out there that if you look at it, like it would resonate with you. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's any person could Like just recently, that. like uh, something that they had just produced this season, we saw something that had a pair of dice on it. And I was like, dude, that's, that's us yeah, right there. Yeah, like exactly. I'm surprised we didn't make something like that. And, and it, it goes to show that really anybody can relate to a streetwear brand like that. And, mm-hmm. and what's funny to me and, and something that I don't think a lot of brands do is the brands tend to tailor their message after a certain amount of years to their consumers and what they like, right? Yeah. I think something like Stussy and why we think it's so cool to this day and why even some of you know the, the head honchos in streetwear think Stussy is so cool to this mm-hmm. day is because they don't change. Yeah, they, they're commercial, but I don't think that they sold out in a sense. Exactly. You know? exactly. Like their core DNA is still the same. They might be sold in like Zoomies or PacSun or whatever, or whatever, um, yeah. whatever stores. But at the end of the day, their identity is still pretty much the same as it was, you know, back in the 80s, 90s, whatever. So I think that's another reason why that they're so, so successful. And I think that's a good point because we always misconstrue selling now when it comes to you see a brand that's sort of like specific to a certain type of clothing they release and then all of a sudden they start like for example five years ago when every brand started releasing bucket hats yeah right and then next thing you know you see them all releasing tie-dye and then you see the sort of off-printed pocket t-shirts and and you know like you, you can tell that they're they're attaching themselves to some trend but it's it's very obvious for a lot of companies when they are sort of born off of a trend, right? Yeah. But when you're a brand like Stussy, to be honest, you'd be stupid not to make bucket hats in two thousand and like nine or ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Who wouldn't capitalize off something like that? And I think Stussy does still do a lot of like the trendier stuff. Yeah. Like they will latch on to certain trends, but they still do it very successfully. You know, like it's not as watered down as you'd see um from other brands you know yeah so i think they do a good job of mixing both stuff that's trendy and very in fashion yeah right now um with stuff that they've always been doing like the graphic tee the um like all the shit that they've done in the past and they continue to do you know and you want to know what's funny is when you say something like like stussy and and you kind of see how they've lived in the united states right like there are there are they're a guaranteed classic here. Mm-hmm. I always had this idea that if you're a streetwear brand and you can successfully live in Japan and continue to live in Japan yeah. without even like 
without your marketing uh, initiatives or advertising or you know Instagram content even being pushed towards a target audience in Japan, that's how you know that you're a core street. That's how you know you made it. That's how much. you know, yeah. right? Because you look, I, I've gone into thrift stores in Japan and you walk in there and all you see is, you know, Stussy from the 90s. You yeah. see Bape from early 2000s. And it's like, they appreciate what these brands made. And it's almost in a sense, like if, it's kind of weird to say, but if the Japanese sort of streetwear population or the, the trendy, trendy groups in, in Japan, if they're wearing your shit from the early 90s or, you know, mid 2000s, you are classic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or like, a true American street bear, streetwear brand, yeah, you know? I mean, the Japanese are like the ultimate purveyor, purveyors of like what is cool, you know? Um, and I think just people in Japan have such a deep appreciation for the meaning behind these brands mm-hmm. and how influential and how much impact they've had on. Uh, culture like pop culture and even society as a whole so I think the Japanese are really good at keying in on that sort that sort of thing so and the great thing about that is they understand the difference between celebrity and like creator right so when it comes to like and you probably know of the names better than I do but like the creators of Comme des Garçons or Junior Watanabe, if I pronounced that right, or I mean, like a, name, yeah, anyways, or um, even a Supreme or, or a, a Stussy, you know, like they are very well aware of who these people are, the people in charge of that. They yeah. understand that, you know, a person that's just famous wearing the clothing isn't as exciting as seeing, you know, your shoe get signed by a, a Murakami or a Stash or, you know, like they appreciate the process behind all of these clothings a lot more than I think that, you know, people the in the US population do. in America does. No, yeah, for sure. You know, damn well, we would not know, we would not be able to distinguish a Sean Stussy on the street between anybody else. I mean, he looks like, I, he looks I don't like know. everybody else. No, I don't know. Last time I saw a picture of him, he kind of looked like the big Lebowski. <laughs> you seen that movie. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it comes I think it's because we take streetwear so f- um, so for granted here in the United States, Definitely. you know? Like, it's always been a part of pop culture. I mean, as long as we've been alive. Yeah. And I think we kind of take that for granted. And I think in Japan, like, the streetwear scene didn't really come up until, I don't want to say very recently, but within, like, the past 20 or so years, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think there it's much more, it's held in much higher esteem because it's a lot newer, you yeah. know? I think we have to start holding the term streetwear like and treat it more precious, you know, because when we look at uh, Ameri- like just streetwear brands produced in America and how how often they're like brands, quote unquote, brands are produced yeah. and, or just T-shirt lines or, you know, these bullshit Instagram things that always try to use hashtags and get us to follow them and do free AKA us. All that bullshit, you know, not us. We're, we're not a streetwear brand. But we're a streetwear um, podcast. But yeah, like you see all these brands. Those aren't those aren't streetwear brands. These are just I don't even know they're what just, to call them. They're, they're just, just clothing brands. Clothing brands. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like if you're gonna call yourself a streetwear brand that, that that makes clothing, you have to almost understand the past. You have to understand the the Mount Rushmore uh, you know what I mean like you have to yeah. you have to l- learn that shit and 
And I think that's important to to sort of jumping into the whole thing. And I, you ever hear the debate nowadays about how like young rappers nowadays don't know who the fuck Biggie and Tupac is? And there's like a lot of crit like criticism amongst these rappers because it's like you're not a real rapper if you've never listened to the gods of, of yeah. rap. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's it's sort of the same in terms of streetwear. I mean, it's the same in anything. You yeah, know? it's like if you're not paying homage to, or if you're not even recognizing the talent of the people who came before you, the kind, the people who kind of pioneered exactly. or paved the way for what you're doing, then you know your brand just doesn't seem authentic to most people. You know, it just seems like you're there to make your quick buck, and that's it, dude. You no, know? exactly, have, exactly the point. It, it seems like with a lot of brands these days is that they don't have respect for the sh the process that a lot of older brands had to go through. The process is important. You know? yeah. Respect the process. Trust the process. Trust the process, <laughs> you know? And that's 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 super important because it's it's almost like well, the word's not gentrified, but you you're kind of taking streetwear gentrification. Listen to that. <laughs> what else is that? 34, whatever. I don't know whatever um, it is. But yeah, yeah. you're almost like taking advantage of it you know you're taking advantage of a moment and streetwear is, is more, less about the moment and more about a, a, like a lifestyle like your whole oh, entire yeah, no, life for sure that you know yeah you, that was just a gem you just said there it's less about what's going on in the well it is about what's going on in the moment yeah, be, but I mean, it's less in terms about of that. like what you put out okay so like a like a like a graphic right i'm yeah. putting out a graphic to capture what's happening with the presidential election yeah cool fine but if your whole brand is surrounded by this current presidential election who are you in 10 years because that presidential election no longer exists yeah it's exactly a thing of the past yeah. so it, it does make sense to like capture a moment that's fine you could do that in a whole collection some brands do that in a whole collection mm -hmm. they have a whole thing dedicated to you know, anti whoever, you know, and then, but then they keep on going with scheduled programming. You know what yeah. I mean? They, yeah. they, they make what they're, what they're known to make. Yeah. And I think that's an example of what Stussy is. Like I said earlier, I think that they're good at capturing kind of the feeling of the moment, the zeitgeist, if you will. Wow. If you didn't know that word, um, look it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're good at capturing the feeling of that moment and using that to kind of influence the design of their products, whatever yeah. they're doing at the time. But like we were saying at the end of the day, after all is said and done, it's back to regularly scheduled Exa programming. Exactly, you know? exactly. So let's talk about a, a little bit of something that we didn't cover and, and sort of really dive deep and, and observe sort of Stussy within other cultures. So like we talked about sort of Stussy's huge impact in, in terms of Japan. And one of the mm -hmm. things that I thought, like I just realized right now, is with with sort of the widespread technology in terms of social media reaching out to everybody right so your brand is is visible to london to new york to los angeles to japan whatever right yeah i feel like brands nowadays have to be able to sort of live in all these different cultures to be successful and i mean successful in the point of affecting streetwear because streetwear isn't just you know san francisco in 2007 yeah it's not just that sort of hub it's anymore. literally everywhere it's the entire world yeah. or at least where where you know larger fashion you know areas major metropolitan cities for the most part mm -hmm. i don't know i mean even like rural rural areas yeah yeah, yeah that's but, uh, words. Yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie but um yeah i mean 
like we like we keep on saying with the advent of the internet and accessibility mm-hmm. reaching mm-hmm. all-time highs um streetwear isn't just in huge metropolitan areas anymore it's no. literally everywhere everywhere yeah it's in your Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's in your Austin, Texas. It's yeah. in fucking Hawaii. You know yeah. what I mean? So when we look at something like Astucey, and one of the things that I always thought that was great about them, and you tell me if, if you see it differently, you imagine Astucey in a London, right? Mm-hmm. They got all the, all the clothes that you think a person in London would wear. Or in a track England, suit. A track suit. Um, the side bags. They've always yeah. made side bags. You know what I mean? They have you know, the cameras, anything that you could you could think of, right? It fits there. They yeah, have for the, sure. The cardigans, you know, like the everything. Then you look at a New York, right? You got the Letterman jackets, you got the furs, you got the big logo. You got stuff. the fitted hats. Fitted you hats, got, exactly. Bucket hats, yeah. all that stuff. Then you look at a Japan. You have fucking a shit ton of accessories. That's yeah. they fuck with that out there. They you you have like the big pants, you know, like mm. it works everywhere. Yeah. I feel like as, to be a successful brand today, you have to be able to show that you don't just work in the city that you created it, but wor- you work globally. Yeah, and I think that's a problem with a lot of other brands these days is that they only work in certain places. Like yep. they only work in their own specific localities. Like they're not able to live, let's say, abroad in like a London, you know? And I think that's a big part of why Stussy is so appealing Yeah, is because literally – Anyone can wear it. That's if you true. think about it. Like I'm thinking about it right now and I'm thinking like my fifty two year old dad could wear some of like the pieces there and he would look totally normal. Fine. In it. Yeah. Like Completely he wouldn't fine. look out of place, you know? So I think that's a huge actually I don't even know how old my dad is. Fifty two, <laughs> something like that. I don't know my parents. I know his either. birth uh okay. okay. If your dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But anyways, no. <laughs> uh but yeah, I think that's Part of the huge appeal of Stussy is that literally anyone and everyone can attach themselves to it. Exactly. You know? And it works for them. Yeah. Which is the biggest thing. And you got to imagine like a brand like a like a hundreds. And it's it, it it's I'm I like to use them in sort of comparison with each other because the hundreds is probably the closest brand as of recently to have such a a huge impact on streetwear. I think so. I think so. Not even like a Supreme or... No, okay, well, I mean, Supreme and Stussy kind of fall into the same category as being sort yeah. of the, the early adopters of what mm. is... is what oh, is you're streetwear. talking about brands like I mean, that were like, founded recently. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Because yeah, yeah. every, everything as of recent are all stepchilds of like a hundreds and a diamond and... About like Huff. And a black scale and a Huff. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So like you look at... You look at a hundreds and you stack it up against a Stussy in terms of could the hundreds potentially be a modern Stussy and you just think like I don't know people are wearing the hundreds in Japan, you know they are actually I'm sure they are but not to the extent where it works like you like not it, to the extent it where may- it's like huge out there like every like you'll see it yeah. in every shop yeah. you know yeah of yeah. course everything all a bunch of hundred shit is bootlegged out there but it's a little bit different to say like everybody knows like. They're not looking for vintage hundreds in the th- in the thrift store, basically. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it doesn't have that big of a cultural impact yet. But like one brand that is currently sort of going in that trend, and I think they're probably one of the more true to self brands as of recently, which is weird because we do see them in the the zoomies and and all of the you know skate shops and all that stuff is a huff. Yeah. I 
uh, I, I mean, we went, we, we went into their store in LA recently. Yeah, like, well, yeah, like both times we went to LA. Like super well yeah. curated. We're still, we still get excited about their clothing oh, yeah, to for this sure. day. I remember I was looking around, I was like, oh shit, like this, yeah, like, this is Yeah, like this is cool, Yeah, like I would wear this now. And it's yeah. definitely something, they do have a shop in um, Osaka. Yeah. Um, and the culture, it just fits in the culture. I, uh, maybe one day I can um, sort of imagine it when you say like a, a Europe or a, an England or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You think of Huff, but it's not to that extent yet. Yeah. But you can definitely start to see it in like a, a New York, in LA, in SF, yeah. in Japan. So I think that's one of the closest ones to, to sort of gain and garner that top spot of like turn it into like a, a more timeless streetwear brand. No, yeah, for sure. I think Huff is is and and was one of the huge players within like the early mid 2000s yeah. going into like the late 2000s uh 2010s um because they were doing a pretty similar thing to Stussy yeah like they were doing stuff that was like very marketable very yeah. appealing to people outside of uh like skating like I remember my brother used to go there to cop like vans like yeah. all the time when they used to come out with like the early days of like vans vault shit like yeah, that yeah he would go there to cop uh vans. everything there yeah exactly or just like sneakers or whatever in general so i think that's another reason why brands like huff and stussy are still um still relevant you want to know what's crazy and just reading and watching interviews of keith and and sean is is a lot of their inspiration comes from trips to japan yeah because I think even before they were big or, you know, when they were still in the works of becoming, you know, to what they are now, there was the Atmos, which was out there. And, and that was a huge inspiration for how they curate their brand and, yeah. and come off as a brand to, you know, a public and generate a cult-like following. So it's, it's just interesting to, to, to see, like, the, the comparison and how... The U.S. builds off Japan. Japan builds off the U.S. No, yeah, for sure. And I think that's something that we talk about all the time. Yeah. Um, is that Japan and the U.S. are always so very closely linked in terms of street culture, pop culture in general. I think we both feed off of each other. Um, and yeah. So what? Do you, okay. So right now, as of right now, what do you what do you think of of this sort of trajectory Stussy is going in? Do you think they're just going to, you know, sort of level out, play it easy, sort of bite off of the trends that pop up? Or do you think at some point, you know, they're going to start doing something different? I don't think that they're going to expand on a huge level like we see a Supreme doing like a Louis Vuitton collection or something like mm -hmm. that. At least mm -hmm. not anytime soon within the next, you know, handful of years. But I think that they're they're still going to continue to do their thing. Um they're kind of at a good place right now, like I was saying, where they can basically do whatever they want. They yeah. can latch onto trends and, you know, uh, incorporate those successfully, or they can, and they can, um, you know, continue to do their own thing with their graphic heavy stuff, tees, hoodies, whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going away anytime soon, but I also don't think that they're going to you know, blow up and be as huge as they were. Yeah. You know? They're not going to have like a like an overnight, just like holy shit, like, like Stussy, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're just gonna remain at the level that they're at, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, considering that no, they're not at all. 
like super fucking successful and i want to keep um, the price down yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly i'm not trying to pay supreme yeah, prices for real for yeah. yeah people don't resell stucy no. so we're good off of that but i think i think to your point yeah i, I think that they're at a really good pr- place right now and i think the name stucy is still worth something nowadays yeah no for sure and and i think that when it comes to the name stucy there's no sort of off the top of your head, nothing immediately tied to it. Mm-hmm. You think of Stussy, you you kind of like, you're kind of lost for a second, you know? Like what do you, you mean? Th- you don't think of anything in particular. When you think of a Supreme, you think of skateboarding. Yeah. Or like a box logo, right? When you think of Stussy, you think of a streetwear brand. So you don't, so when you see a Stussy, you know, logo on a pair of track pants, you see a Stussy logo on a bucket hat, see it on a fur coat, you see it on an all-over flower print t-shirt or a button-up, you think, well, that's just Stussy. Like, you don't ever think that it's out, sort of going outside of the boundaries of what it's capable of doing, which I think is really cool. You can't really associate it with anything exactly. else. It's that's, very much just itself. That's basically what I just said in a nutshell. So I just kind of wasted more, more eloquently. More <laughs> definitely more succinct. Articulately. But I think... It's definitely something that is going to continue to sort of progressively, I think, create this this stuff that their loyal fans, you know, fell in love with. And I personally still sort of look at what they do. And I mean, their lookbooks are are still sort of subpar from time to time, but... (laughs) They, they do put out great clothing all the time. I think that them being in an Urban Outfitters is is a pretty good look. It's not like it's anything crazy. It's or not the worst thing. It's not the, the worst thing. Yeah. They could they could do way worse. They're I'm pretty sure they're in the Zoomies, but it it's still like those core pieces that we sort of when we look at them we know like all right that's never going to be in a zoomies that's never going to be in an urban outfitters you know that the tour t-shirts yeah that say all the cities with the the big s logo on it i've i've never seen that in a in a, in a mm, another store i'm pretty sure that they have those but i think i've seen that in a zoomies actually okay well, well anyways, <laughs> there, anyways there's some of, there's, the there's some of those that that are always still very coveted i remember seeing a haze one that was always really oh, popular yeah, yeah. And then obviously the the Stussy International Tribe uh, Glettermans are always going to be super coveted. So there is a sense of exclusivity with the brand still that I think every brand needs to have, um, and it can't just be surrounded about surrounded around collaborations. Because yeah. if you just rely on collaborations, then shit, what are you when you're not doing them? You know what I mean? Very um, true. And I think we did a pretty good job at sort of honing in on an individual brand this time. We did mention a lot of other brands, but I think when it comes to a brand like Stussy and it comes to just sort of deep diving into a brand, they get a lot of influence from other brands. So it's yeah, hard it's, not to it's hard that. not to discuss other brands when talking about Stussy because Stussy was so influential. Yeah. It was essentially one of the originators of what we call streetwear now. So. And streetwear is a community. So it's hard to talk about an individual person and, and act like, they're within their own sort of bubble without yeah. talking about everybody else because everybody has an impact on, you know, streetwear. Um, yeah. I think that was a great episode, and I and we definitely sort of hit the nail on the head 
of just sort of cracking down on, on a little bit of everything. We didn't cover a lot of the history, but I think, you know, do your research. You know, the whole point of this yeah, is... Yeah, you bums. Is, yeah, exactly. The whole point Lazy. of this is for us to Lazies. provide our insight and in, in sort of what we see and the sort of trends we see Stussy sort of going into. And it's your job as listeners to, to do the, the research, you know? Think about what you're wearing. Think about why you're wearing it. That's the sort of reason why we started this podcast. Yeah. And I think that's a wrap for yeah. episode 13. 13? Yeah. It's 13 now? Yeah. Episode 13. Don't forget, um, follow, subscribe, like, leave a comment. Comment, if ask you, us questions, yeah. whatever. If you're listening to this, even it takes one second to give us five-star review on fucking Apple Podcasts or even leave like a, a generic-ass comment on our SoundCloud. It's really that easy. So if you uh, are listening up to the end of this episode and you do hear me say that, <laughs> Uh, please do that and, and yeah we will appreciate that definitely and shout out to you guys episode 13 we out peace